Hi friends, I'm Molly, your host today, and thanks for joining our Relief from Darkness podcast, where we're continuing our conversations with people who have walked out of various hard places in their lives and straight into freedom with Christ. So for today's session, we'll be hearing from Ann Nolan. Ann Nolan is a wife of 22 years and a mother of three, which includes twin teen girls and one teenage boy. She is all the way from South Carolina, where she leads a women's ministry that teaches women how to walk in freedom through relationship with Jesus. And in addition to all of that, she has the most precious dog in the whole world named Annie. Hi, friends. I'm Molly, and we are here today with our Relief from Darkness podcast crew. We are continuing our conversations, exploring how we can truly be set free from the stuck places in our lives. And we are talking about anything ranging from eating disorders to addiction to depression to complex trauma to nightmares, and then seriously, everything in between. Because we really do believe that the thought process that have us in these stuck places can be healed. And as they start to heal, your brain starts to heal and change. And if you change your brain, then you change your life. Woohoo! So for this session, super excited. We're going to be hearing from Ann Nolan and her experience with control, which I'm pretty sure is a big one for all of us at some point. And then also joining us today will be our very own brain geek, Dr. Lori Basie. Hi, guys. And she'll be here to give us some of the basic neuroscience in my favorite portion of the show, which is the brain dump. So we're super excited. So with that, we have Ann Nolan talking about control. And the definition of control is the power to influence or direct people's behavior or the course of events. And I think especially for this one, it really just kind of shows just how like it negatively impacts us and others when we have this illusion of control. So with that, Ann Nolan, will you just like share like your experiences with control and what that was like before? I don't really know. The thing with control is that I don't think you realize that you're controlling when you're controlling. Right. I don't think it's ever <laughs> something that I thought, okay, um, let me control this issue. I, I actually thought it was a sort of, I guess you could call it pride, but I, I, um, it's sort of maybe being the third daughter. I don't, I'm the third in the pecking order. I'm not sure exactly how it all happened, but just catching up with my sisters and maybe comparison, um, and just wanting to be striving for significance. I really pushed myself and I feel like the Lord has given me so many gifts and talents and I became dependent on them in the sense of I relied on them. And Mm. um, I felt like I was pretty resourceful and could make things happen and could solve problems. And so I actually looked at it as a positive. Um, And I think others around me probably looked at it as a positive. They looked at, she can really come in here and solve that problem for me. She's a hard worker. She's so smart. She, you know, a lot of what look like positive things, but I think that when it becomes your significance, who you are, if, if I don't, can't, I can fix this. I depend on myself. I'm not, so I, somewhere along the line, I really um, didn't even realize that although I was a Christian and I knew Jesus for my salvation, for sure, and was raised a Christian, and um, and I think by the grace of God, I was able to get through everything I got through and be in such good condition considering how much I really wasn't truly relying on him. 
Yeah. So you kind of talked a little bit about how it was like with like relationship with others and they're kind of looking towards you to Mm -hmm. fix their stuff. Can you just shed some light on what's going on internally? So like if you couldn't fix it or I feel like as I look back on it, um, I just was so tightly wound because the pressure to keep striving and going and running and achieving, it just was twisting me tighter and tighter and tighter in knots. And I felt depended on and, you know, I wanted to do everything I could do. And I, and I looked at it probably as a caring thing to do and a caring person to, you know, to, if I can help, you know, but as I reflect upon it, if you're not, if you're not walking and getting your strength from Jesus and knowing that this is all coming from him and operating through him, then really it's just, it's exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting. And it's pressure. And it's pressure. And it'll crush you. And I remember, you know, drawing a picture actually at one point um, during the journey of restoration that had just, what does that feel like? And I drew a picture of myself with bricks on my shoulders and, (laughs) and a ball and chain hooked to my (laughs) ankle. And I didn't even realize that that's where I was, but it was just a, it was a heavy load to carry. It didn't feel light. So before that, like, what was your relationship with Jesus? Like when you're in the middle of that feeling, that need for control? Uh, It's interesting to say, I think that it, it was, it's, it's a tricky thing because I didn't realize that it, by the grace of God, the truths that I was raised to believe and who he was, I believed in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew he was the way, the truth, and the light. Right. And I had all those, you know, the biblical solid foundation of that, but I didn't experience his power in my life personally. Yeah. If that makes sense. That makes so much sense. So yeah. you don't know until... It, it until the, I guess the dim glass is a little bit cleaned off, and you say, "Oh my gosh!" It's just in the rear view I can see, but in that time I didn't realize that. I just knew that I operated and I had no peace and no rest, and I operated in a go 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 until I drop. Yeah, sort of hamster wheel of life where I need to perform, I need to do, push myself harder. God's given me these talents. I'm just supposed to run, run, run. Yeah. And you don't know what you don't know, mm-hmm. right? Until you know it. Right. So, um, and Nolan, you alluded to the journey of restoration. So for those of you listening, I just wanted to let you know that we do have an e-course at www.nbint.org. And there's a little e-course button. And if you push it, the journey of restoration will pop up. So that's what she's referring to whenever she talks about that. So with that, Dr. Lori, can you give us the brain dump on control? Absolutely. So, you know, I'm thinking back into probably page one and two of the Bible, and (laughs) there are two trees in the garden, and one is the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and the other is a tree of life. And so if I can control, if I can get my significance from what I can do, if I can perform, if I can be good enough, if I can be everybody's hero, if I can fix it, if I can be the go-to person, then I am plugged into the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and I'm good, and I've got this, and I'm in charge, and at large, 
versus I think about some of our friends from hard places who are out there doing illegal activity. And so they're obviously bad. They're not at, in charge. They they probably are at large. They, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. equally so, and Nolan and all of us at one point or another are plugged into us and what we can do and the knowledge of who we are and what we can do instead of unplugging from that and then plugging into the tree of Jesus, mm-hmm. the tree of life, and being totally reliant and dependent upon him and knowing whose we are and because of whose we are, then what he has done, and then it comes into who we are. And then we come alongside other people and we make them the hero of their own story. Yeah. And we're their guide. And so there's no controller or us trying to feed our significance and our value based on what we do. It's already been done and what he's done. And so I think that's really, really important. And I I think, and again, we talk about the only thing that's worse than being in control is being in control in denial. And so there's lots of cover up for that because for a while it works until you've got these bricks on your shoulder and you're exhausted or there's a ball and chain around your ankle. And then pretty soon, then things start crashing in because in actuality, I think control is really just an illusion. Yeah. And then so, so then our brain fires and all of the sudden the things that used to work don't work anymore. And we realize it was just an illusion, which just bring us, brings us to our knees as we unplug from ourselves and plug into him. Mm-hmm. And then we have that, like, I know at No Boundaries, we say the, your part. Uh-huh. God's part. God's part. And other people's part. Yes. And so it's whenever we try to suddenly, if we have this illusion of control and something goes horribly wrong, which it does, mm-hmm. we live in a fallen world, mm-hmm. right? And then we take all of that on mm-hmm. as if it's, our department. Yeah, yeah, we get ourselves mixed up in the things that, that even we, we get on committees we are not even supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So if we if we want to control it, then it's our responsibility uh-huh. instead of his. Yeah. And in actuality, even the illusion of control, because we really can't control anything. Mm-hmm. And then I like when, like, Annalyn, you said that you just didn't realize it. But, like, what if we can get to a place... <laughs> where we can actually self-reflect a little bit and bring all parts of us to the table and really like look at the things that we have going on and being able to even say like, man, I think I'm struggling in this. Well, and I I think listening to y'all talk, I was, I think that the one big illusion for me personally is that um, I started to buy into the lie that if I ordered things and circumstances in my life and can you know got everything like like so that that would bring me peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then you realize how did that, that work out for you? I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a true question. That's the question. Yeah. yeah. And so that was this. That was that's been a bit a big part of my journey is finding the peace in the not the chaos. Yeah. And the peace is the Prince of Peace. When the circumstances look crazy, mm-hmm. realizing that it's a person and not. A circumstance or not, nothing that I can do, nothing that I can line up. Mm-hmm. And God is so good to come and always show up. I had a dream the other night that um, that my sister and I were living a life in a van. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that Saturday Night Live in <laughs> a van down by the down river. By the river. <laughs> 
Um, But we were doing ministry and I looked around (laughs) the van and it was just wrappers on the ground and trash everywhere. And I was like, wow. And I'm so happy. It's amazing because it was so not what I was control. So opposite of who I am that I, I mean, I just really had gotten to where everything had to be just so. And I had the solution that if it was, then I would be peaceful. Yeah. And I could rest, but I never could rest. Yeah. So it's really neat. And then it's looking at that of like, okay, so I've gotten everything in control and then being able to say like, am I at peace? And then if it's no, because he's the only one that's going to meet that in us, he's the only one that can meet our desires, right? So in Nolan, what has been like the walkout process for you? Or like, how did Jesus encounter you and reveal this to you that you had this thing with control? So I guess that um, if I think about it, is saying that I've been resourceful and able to solve a lot of my problems again, which is another illusion because now I see that it was just God always being there and working um, for me. And in his perfect timing, he revealed to me what I needed to see. Um, but, but I finally kind of in the last three years, we're all going to have those moments, but where you are brought to your knees. And I had several times in my personal life uh, with the people I cared about most where just really bad stuff was happening. And it just, I felt helpless and realized just how little control I had. And it wasn't until I found that I had no control that I was looking to, uh, able to look outside myself. So, um, you know, that's a whole nother story. I could go on for, for a long, long time. But um, God did bring me to Oklahoma. Yeah. Woohoo. Yes. Destination I, spot. That's yeah. right. And I called Lori and she said, there's this e-course. Um, I'd never even met her before. There's this e-course that you need to complete. And if you complete it, then when you come out here, we'll sort through it and pray. And and that'll just kind of get you up to snuff so I don't have to teach you all the terminology and the lingo. And I said, okay. So in my, you know, striving. <laughs> Inner control. <laughs> yeah. Took me 10 days to complete a, a, like 11 hour course. <laughs> wow. And, um, and, and some of them I did multiple days and I've got the notebooks to oh. freeze. I did, listened to it multiple <laughs> times in a day. Um, took notes, everything. Um, conscientious, <laughs> but really no, it's crazy in control. And, um, and so came out here and just spent, and I, and I look back on it, it's just funny stories. I feel like Satan, we didn't want that to happen. The snowstorm came. <laughs> I don't even going to go there. <laughs> anyway, um, spent some time out here and it was during that period of time that, and I wasn't even really coming for myself. I was mm-hmm. coming to, to solve to someone control. else's problem <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or witchcraft, as you put it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but anyway, and it, so I come out here and I just all of a sudden see Jesus really did meet me. And I woke up one morning, I'd prayed, going to sleep, thinking about, you know, everything that we were talking about. And Lord, I just really do need you to show me. And he did. And the next day I woke up and it was like scales had fallen from my eyes. And I said, oh, my gosh. And he showed me things that happened 10 years ago, 11 years ago, and just, you know, spots all throughout my timeline of life where I could see his fingerprint in it. And he had lined all that up. And I'd never given him the credit. And I just felt like, oh, my gosh, I just it was so overwhelming how good he was. And I never even recognized that or Mm -hmm. attributed it to him. And so that was a real huge moment for me. And it changed my life. 
And that would be the experiential part, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So. The realizing that it's, it's so much, he promises all these things, but he actually does them if you'll let him and you'll trust them and you'll give him an opportunity. Yeah. That's funny. You came, <laughs> so you come to Oklahoma hoping to solve someone else's yes. problems and yes. plot twist. You're the one yeah, I'm who the one receives with healing. the problem. Like mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. That's, That's beautiful. Exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. So Dr. Lori, can you give the CPR on if you're trying to walk out of control with some really good routines and things like that? Mm-hmm. So the saying is that the hardest person that we're ever going to have to lead is ourselves. Yeah. Or I guess control <laughs> in, this situ- in this situation is ourselves. And so really, I think it's got to just be an encounter with Jesus and then us taking responsibility for ourselves and what we can and can't do. But if we have an encounter with the Prince of Peace, if we were to relinquish our control to our circumstances or to other people, that's just really not a good, healthy, safe, stable thing to relinquish control to. And so as we encounter him, we encounter the Prince of Peace. And as he then provides a safety and a sense of security in us, and we actually see his hand and where he's been all along and through our pride and independence, we don't really notice or see those things, then we can become safe and secure in him with the Prince of Peace. And then it doesn't matter what's going on on the outside that we can be right in the midst of a storm, but then peace is going to override inside of me. And then when I walk into a room, then peace is going to reside and chaos can't drive out chaos. Only peace can. Yeah. And so in the middle of a storm, in the routine, I have to calm my brain down enough and press into the Prince of Peace where I can find him in perfect peace to know what to do because life is really, really difficult and hard things really do happen And if I'm trying to take charge or take control or I'm going to allow him in me and then through me, which is always a better alternative. And so I think with the CPR, it might be interesting to just think about, we don't talk a lot about routine. And so what's the exchange? So if I relinquish control, then what am I going to have to do in, in return? And so what does in my routine actually giving up control look like? Yeah, that's good. So what was that like for you, Ann Mullen? Well, for me, I would say that um, the journey of restoration was so helpful because it really, I do feel like, gives you a roadmap and things were put so logically practical ways that you can put things in your life on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. that help you sort of break bad habits. And one of them for me was just a simple Philippians 4.8, if there's anything Mm-hmm. pure and lovely and praiseworthy and excellent, and noble, um, that think on those things. And I think when you're controlling, when you have a tendency to control, you look at all the things that aren't like they should be yeah. and that are wrong, and you think that you can change them. <laughs> and so sometimes <laughs> it was it was like, I can't think on those things then. And I literally remember coming home from Oklahoma and thinking, I've got to turn the news off. Yeah. Can I watch that? I'm not healthy enough to watch the news. <laughs> and that sounds so silly, but I could mm-hmm. just, but it's real. If, it, if it is f- making me feel oppressed, I'm going to have to figure out another avenue to, to know current events because it's, I'm feeling helpless and I'm just, I'm thinking all these things that aren't, and, and I, it was really a practice to think on good things and also to find Jesus in everything, in yeah. every situation and account what's in your favor and what he's doing right now. And 
you know, just really to count the blessings mm-hmm. of every moment. And they, and I, and that really did make a difference in the fruit that starts coming out of your life. When yeah. You, you know, it just, because what's your the input really does affect your output. So what you're putting in. Yeah. It's going to be. It's what comes out. What's coming out. So my two favorite words with routine is stop it, then stop it. So if the, if the news is putting you in this spin, then stop it. Find another way to get, and I love what you said, then find another source so that doesn't produce anxiety or control. And then if the people that we're around aren't pushing us towards Jesus, then we better stop it. And we better start to then think about then what kind of community, what kind of uh, support system do we have to actually change our brain? Because I think a lot of times, so it's interesting to think about birds of a feather flock together. So if I'm a, a hot dysfunctional mess and more than likely I'm going to attract other hot dysfunctional messes mm-hmm. because somebody that's healthy may not stand to be around me unless right. they're coming alongside to help me develop into the person that I need to be. And so I think there's a lot of things in our routine that we just have to stop. Well, that was another huge part for me is, uh, is get, leaving here and realizing, you know, I'd have so many mountaintop moments with Jesus over the course of my life. And I would always go back to fishing to, to the normal. You <laughs> That's know. a good analogy. Yeah. And so um, I think when I, the, what I knew for a fact is that when I leave and I go back home, I need to put a community in place where that we can really be. Um, honest with each other and authentic and we can know each other's strengths and weaknesses and lift each other up when one falls down. And, and it was, so we said, we're going to meet every Wednesday. We're going to yeah. go through the journey of restoration again together. We're going to be real with each other and it's going to be safe. And so um, that was huge for me because um, you, you've got to have people in your life that are going to help you in, you know, yeah. as you walk that out. So just for fun, can you just tell us how many times you've done the journey of restoration? Mm, going through <laughs> it again right now. So let's see. I would guess 10. That is that is amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. But and that you're taking people with you. I mean, you are cultivating a community and leading people into health and wholeness with the same thing that you've received. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, like that's I'm telling beautiful. You, <laughs> old habits die hard. <laughs> And I was so committed to control. <laughs> I mean, this was it for me. So it's really taken a while to break those habits. If you've been, you know, however many years, you've just really relied on yourself and one way of just getting yourself out of, it just takes a while. You got to keep doing the routine, keep repeating it. Keep. I'm still being reminded like, oh, that's right. I knew that. But you you tend to go back to the old familiar. Yeah. It's yeah. one thing to know it and another thing to experience mm-hmm. it. So what's been the uh, maintaining like? So say something happens and you're like, oh, my gosh, I need to control. And then you like take a step back. Like, is there like a verse that you've clung to or anything like that to like maintain? Well, obviously, I think a, the the way the two work together, the Galatians and the Philippians 4.8, just that when you're squeezed, you got to think on these things so that when you're squeezed, the, the fruit, fruit of the, the spirit, spirit comes out. Yeah. And um, that I love that. I mean, there's so many verses, but um, just remembering that those are sort of warning signs and signal flags. If that's not coming out, something's wrong. And then just the overall realization that he is above it all and he has got me and that as more things come, which they have. Yeah. 
I mean, they're, and they will, and they will, and big things, not even just little things, but yeah. big things. And I, as I look back on, I say, oh gosh, my life may have seemed on the outside more calm and um, idyllic, or I, you know, it might yeah. look perfect in, in, in some ways in the past. What was going on on the inside years ago was so not good. It was twisted up and I was so tight and in bondage, honestly. And so then I, I look now, there have been a lot of storms, really sort of kind of public storms mm-hmm. um, over my life in the last couple of years. And I've I've had a peace this last year that it's just, it's truly, it's, yeah. it's Jesus and it's a miracle. Yeah. So, and that's the proofs in the pudding, as my mom would say. <laughs> so Dr. Lori, she talked, uh, Anna Lynn just talked a little bit about the Galatians and Philippians mm-hmm. and being squeezed. So will you just take a second and just teach on that for people who might not have any idea what she's talking about? Yeah. So there are nine fruit of the spirit. And then when we're under pressure, I think about if I want a glass of fresh orange juice and I go squeeze an orange and if I squeeze an orange juice or if I squeeze an orange and apple juice comes out of the orange then something seriously wrong. wrong. So (laughs) if we have the Prince of Peace, if we have the Holy Spirit, if the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of us, we are in this world and hard things happen. But greater is he in us than anything that's in the world. And so when I'm squeezed as a Christian, as a Christ follower, then the fruit of the Spirit, and I've actually put them in alphabetical order because I had trouble remembering it and I didn't learn the fruit of the Spirit song when I was little. And so that's faithfulness and goodness and gentleness and kindness and joy and love and peace and patience and self-control. So under pressure, if we're truly following Christ and abiding in him, and if we've surrendered to him, then under pressure, those are the things that are supposed to come out. And if not, then it's 911 time. It's like if you're driving down the road and they say, if your check engine light comes on and it actually starts to blink, then you better go take a look at what's going on and take it to a mechanic or you're going to have a breakdown. And so that is Galatians with the fruit of the spirit coupled with Philippians And that talks about what we as believers need to think on. And the things that we think about today will literally shape the brain that we have tomorrow. So if we're worried, if we're full of anxiety, if we're trying to control and we're not thinking about things that are pure and praiseworthy and lovely and noble and just and right, then we're in serious trouble. And we've actually shaped our brain. There are chemicals that are being released in our body that produces a stress response. And when we walk into the room, whether we think we're in control or not, or whether whatever we think we look like, we're actually bringing chaos. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. So, Ann Nolan, mm-hmm. if there's someone who's listening right now who's kind of like, man, this is being highlighted that maybe I have some control things or this illusion of control that I'm feeding into, like what would be just one takeaway that you would give them? Do the journey. Go do yourself a favor and give the time to do the journey of restoration because it'll give you all the tips that you can start putting into place. And I would find a community yeah, where you can go through it together and be real and be honest so that you can find Jesus. If you ask him to meet you, he will always show up. Yeah. And so, um, you look at your circumstances and they might not change, but your perspective does. And so now when you get hit with something and you're looking at this pit in front of you, instead of just being overwhelmed by the pit, 
you're actually standing outside of the pit, looking at the pit, looking up at Jesus saying, what are we going to do about this? Yeah. And it's not you anymore. Not what am I going to do about this, but what are you going to do about this? That's good. Yeah, that's, that's really good. That takes good. the pressure off. Uh-huh. So Dr. Lori, what would your takeaway be? Yeah, and I think that's super good. So it's not me, but it's we as in you, Jesus, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is just fabulous. And so I think that's really what it's it's going to take. And, and a lot of times it has to be more painful not to change than to go mm-hmm. ahead and change. Yeah. And so I think him and us and anything else, and we're just selling ourselves short. And it's really just an illusion anyway. And so I love the then the principles, the CPR stuff really works. I mean, with hundreds and thousands of people that if we're connected with God and we know ourselves and we we have appropriate relationships with others, if we understand the neuroscience and the psychoeducation of what's going on in our brain and why we're doing things and why the repetition and how many times it takes to change our brain, and then we want to do the hard work and establish a routine with biblical principles, then we can walk out of anything. Mm-hmm. That's good. So just to kind of summarize everything that I've heard today, um, I would say if you're struggling with control or it's being highlighted or this illusion of control, that if you just take a second and take a step back and first off realizing it and then asking Holy Spirit to help you and to let you experience him, just asking that question of like, Jesus, will you show me or will you highlight or will you help me? That's how he shows up. That's an invitation. Yes, that's the invitation. And And he wants to meet you. And that he will. Mm -hmm. And so then you experience him. And so as that starts to happen, and then you get plugged into a safe community, safe meaning that they're thrusting you towards Christ. If you can find a safe community where you can work these things out, maybe do the journey of restoration or come together and say, hey, man, these things are happening in my life. Will you help me hear and experience Jesus in them? That that will change everything. And it'll start to change your thought processes. And as you change those thought processes, your brain starts to change. And if you change your brain, then you change your life. So thank you guys for listening to Relief from Darkness. And thank you, and Nolan, for sharing your story. It has been incredible. Such an honor to know you. And thank you, Dr. Lori, as always. Absolutely. So. Until next time. Bye, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to our Relief from Darkness podcast. If you would like more information or are looking for more resources to help overcome the topics we've discussed here, please visit the No Boundaries International website at www.nbint.org, where we have a free e-course titled Journey of Restoration. And be sure to please leave us any comments or reviews as this will help get our content out to more listeners. We're praying for you guys and we will see you next time.